0: The seekers were huge in New Zealand. Yeah,
1: they're Aussie, right? right? They're an Aussie
0: band. If you just if you go anywhere near a, a second hand shop in New Zealand, you'll
2: find the seekers. Yeah, if well, you have to go seek them out, or no, they just
0: they just fall out. They just like tumbling <laughs> out of the shelves.
2: You totally miss it. Anyway, so I got since- it. I got it.
3: <laughs> we just ignored it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Music.
2: Yo, yo, yo! Welcome, listeners and uh, people, to, to tonight's session uh, that we're going to have. Uh, good evening, boys. We've got David up there. How are you, man? G'day, mate. Pretty good. Kia Good. Martin, how are you, bro? All
5: good in the hood. Yeah, how are good you? In the
2: hood. Yeah, awesome, mate. Glenn, how are you, my man?
0: Kia ora. Um. All good, thanks. Yep. Good. Smiling, s- smiling sweetly.
2: You're all looking well, boys. You, you're extremely you know astonishing astonishingly good looking fellas all mm, of you
0: i agree yeah
2: so enough of the the rubbish let's uh let's move on and tonight we're talking about the uh, the swinging 60s uh, on music movies and madness 1964 and we had to choose an album and a and a movie and now can, been, can i just say ian that was yeah. that,
1: that what a great year! Well done, mate. You 64. remember it? Sixty-four Boy. was a great year. Well, yeah. when, when uh, I, f- I feel like I do, because um, I think I said on a previous podcast that previous my old life. man, <laughs> my old man, used to give me shit for playing all the oldies in the car
2: yeah. all the
1: time. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't this isn't old. Like, it didn't feel old at the time, but it still doesn't." And sixty-four is right at the Start of uh, uh, the British invasion, right? It's right, mm, that's right yeah.
2: So it happened. There's a lot of stuff going on in 64, in mid 60s. Did you, um, I, I mean, album wise, did you guys actually listen to a few different things or did you just have one immediately that you knew you were going to choose?
0: I had one and I was a bit slow in putting it up, and Martin that to mine
2: so um, did you then go searching or did you just oh, no about- no i
0: didn't i look to
5: be fair i didn't have to search far it was right. so easy
2: there was martin
5: there was quite a few on that list um the reason i didn't choose my first choice was um actually because it's also my movie choice so
2: <laughs> <laughs> david <laughs> did you search or did you just know no martin took my one <laughs> Martin, you yes he, 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 he
1: took my album <laughs> Which happened to be Glenn's movie. Jeez, it's all confusing. But,
2: oh, my
1: uh, God. <laughs> honestly, mate, I could have gone, gone... You're obviously
5: a gentleman with impeccable taste. That's all I'm going to say on that matter.
1: Well, you know, oh. the Beatles The Beatles did their big oh. New Zealand and Australia oh. tour, right? Down Under in 64.
2: It was huge. Yeah. I think they had about 18 albums out that year, didn't they? Um, um, yeah. But, and the rest. Is that right? yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... uh I, I, I actually searched for a few. I thought, well, I'll go through a few. There is some rubbish that came out in '64. Don't be illusion.
0: There, there, there is in every year,
2: correct. Mm. But I did think, I did make a, a little uh, something I noticed quite a lot with the album titles. Was it the year of induct, induction, introducing, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, um,
4: well, yeah, you know, I like
2: mean, uh, head us, head us with it. it was, what have you got? Like this is the Beatles or introducing the Beatles or, you know, here comes dusty and a girl called dusty meet the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, yep. that kind of, those kind of, this guy's called BB King, that sort of stuff, you know? I don't know about BB
1: yeah. King, but the other ones you mentioned, are all British acts. And if you think what was going on then, right. Yeah. Um, yeah they, they were absolutely dominating the charts on both sides of the Atlantic. Um so much so that you had, like, Dusty releasing, and the Beatles too, actually, a UK album and mm-hmm. then releasing the same, well, supposedly the same album in the States with the tracks kind of rearranged <laughs> for an American yeah. audience, maybe a single thrown in there because, as you know, in the yep. UK, they don't put the singles on the albums, right? But in the States, it's like, shit, no, put the singles on the album, man. That thing's yeah. going to sell. That's um, it. And, and, the, and they lapped it up. And, uh, I mean, the, the whole British invasion... Yeah, I mean, shit, you had, it was on tap, mate. It was just Mm. amazing. And then the big names that didn't quite make it, like the searchers, the seekers, and these guys, Mm. they were still class acts. Oh yeah, they're the
0: seekers—the were... seekers were huge in New Zealand.
1: Yeah, they're Aussie, right, right? They're an Aussie if band. You,
0: if you just—if you go anywhere near a, a second-hand shop in New Zealand, you'll find the seekers.
2: Yeah, if, What, you have to go seek them out, or no,
0: they just—they just fall out. They are just like tumbling <laughs> out of the shelves.
2: You totally miss it. Anyway, so I got since... it. I got it. <laughs> we just ignored it. <laughs> Yeah, ah, you gotta feel
0: sorry for some of those American bands because basically, what happened was the English um, reintroduced rock and roll um, back to America.
1: Yeah, they were all influenced the by them, right? the right—the blues, yeah, totally. the soul, the, the soul artists of the day—all came from America. But the yeah. Brits just basically said, "Oh, we can do that," yeah. and some yeah. they handed it back to them, and it went, you know,
4: yeah.
5: And when you look at like the list of artists, um, well, sort of like the actual writers of most of those songs, cause so many of them were covers. Like the album oh, I yeah. chose, so many of the songs on that album's covers. And when you look at the artists, it's the likes of Chuck Berry, it's Bo Diddley, it's all the blues oh, yeah. kind of greats and, and Elmore James and all these kind of guys. Beat was mm-hmm. included, you know, there's loads of those oh, yeah. kind of covers. Yeah, yeah. Waters. Yep. That R and B thing was just huge you know, such a huge influence on all of these artists. And if you think about all of these artists, right, we think of them now as kind of classic albums and classic artists and stuff. At the time it was pop, it was disposable. You know, The idea was you would just punt them out. They'll have hopefully a couple of hits and then they're done career over. Mm. The fact that we're talking yeah. about them, you know, 50 odd years down the track, that's mm. testament really.
2: Sure is. What was going on? There was uh, some pretty good musicals being pumped out. Hello, Dolly, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, yeah. The Beatles had the first TV appearance in 64. Cassius Clay beat Sonny Liston, Sonny Liston uh, for yeah. the heavyweight champion 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Civil Rights Act ended segregation on the basis of race, color, religion, sex. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yep. Well yeah. done. We can all mingle. We can all mingle and have a swinging sesh. sesh. Uh, it's a year of the Ford Mustang. Nice. Oh, yes. Yeah.
5: What a car.
2: And the Aston Martin DB5. Oh, Ooh. what a car. Which would you go for, boys? Mustang uh, or
0: Martin? Uh, no, value for money. You know, you'd probably go for the DB5, but I'd still probably pick a Mustang.
5: Go with a DB5 as long as it's got the ejector seat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The one that spews oil out the back of it, yeah. like any great English car, Dave like
1: any Mustang. English
0: car of its time. Nothing
1: like a big F off muscle car, mate. Give me the <laughs> Give muscle, me Mustang. David the Mustang Chan goes though. for I'll, the muscle. Totally, mate.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Mustang as well from about that time. Just Gorgeous. to rack up
2: the neighbours. Well, it's a, it's an even Stevens. We've got two DBs and two Mustangs. So let's <laughs> let's begin the journey, shall we? Uh, what All should right. we start with? The um, should we should we jump in with movies? Sure. And then we'll do the albums towards the end, and we can get have a real good old goss. Can I go so, first with my one? No, because you asked so nicely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, go on then. Um, go I ahead. was going to review a film and then watch the trailer, and just couldn't be asked. And <laughs> I'll do it another year. Um, and that's my film review. Yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of pulp films of that year. I was going to doctor strange love how I felt and how, how I learned to love the bomb, but you know, what? I just did not feel like I was in the zone and the right mode to do it. And I think I, that's
5: true of a lot of those kind of old comedy films, films from. from that era as well, because they're all oh, kind of I, supposed to be wacky zany, you know? And, and the fact is, is you really have to be in the mood for it.
0: Yeah. I think there was a film about, which I would have liked to have seen. However, I, be pretty tricky to track down I imagine it was something like Santa Claus versus the Martians and stuff so just like the 56 episode we had a while mm-hmm. back they mm-hmm. were still churning out pulp nothing's changed pulp, 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 <laughs> no. pulp was still popular um, and apparently seen. the cubic film that I was going to choose um, Stanley Kubrick how do you say cubic Kubrick. Kubrick apparently it's awesome um, and like you know, I, I do like what do you mean. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even watched it. Oh, yeah, no, but apparently, it is good. But you know, oh. I, I just couldn't be bothered. And that was a, that's my review. Oh, one day I'll get there. I'm awesome. sorry, Stanley, <laughs> and the, the rest of them,
2: and sorry, listeners, Rubik fans, for tuning in for your movie review. That was I it, know. <laughs> anyway. I I know you've got I'm, a cracking I'm done. I know you got a cracking music review for us. I know that's coming, so that'll oh, that'll make that, up that
5: for is, it. That, that is, yeah. Of course. So, sorry, let's, sorry, let's, listeners.
2: No, that's you, all good, bro. Thank um, you.
5: Glen can help me out with my one. I think i so, no uh, doubt I can. Yeah. <laughs> so my Ian. film, my film <laughs> that I've chosen. Uh, well, it starts with a chord. Ding. Goes, Ding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a D chord.
2: Is that a D chord?
5: I, I think so. Right.
0: David, I uh, know.
1: It's an E, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: An E yeah. called cool Don't do it. You've got the box right behind know.
1: you. Controversial. I, go. He's got <laughs> I thought it was a big E, but no, fuck. E <laughs> right. you know.
5: So yeah. I, anyway, I've gone with a hard day's night. Yay! So, man, what a ripper! It's a brilliant little film. Um, it is. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think the thing to kind of think about with this, right, is is again, right. The whole reason this movie got made was because Columbia, who were the company, who uh, the record company who were releasing all the Beatles albums in the States. Um, basically the, the film uh, company was United Artists and they wanted a, a slice of the pie. So they thought, well, hang on. If we make a Beatles movie, we can release a Beatles soundtrack. And even doesn't matter if the movie's complete crap, we're gonna sell bucket loads of the soundtrack. <laughs> and then we get one over on Columbia. And that was literally the the reason why this movie got made.
2: Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah,
5: okay. absolutely. That said, the movie has now gone on to be, you know, it was a, actually a huge critical and financial success at the time. And now it, it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of regarded as like the seminal music movie, really, for, especially from that kind of period, you know. When you compare it to the likes of like the Elvis movies and... You know, mm.
4: um, oh, a, yeah. a lot of the
5: other stuff, ones that were yeah. coming out around about that time, uh, this hands down is just enjoying. Adjo- in, uh, from an enjoyment point of view, it's just um, leagues ahead.
0: And, uh, it, it, and it's when the four lads were, you know, kings of the world. And they were totally. so, so much fun. And it comes across. There's barely a script in there because it's almost like the Beatles just goofing around and yeah. you get that sort of vibe with it, which is quite neat. Um, and they're funny guys. They really are. They're yeah. new. Are I've they all say, like, funny in Liverpool? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> i <don't know. laughs>
5: yeah. I've never been there. Martin, it's, Ian, you've been to Liverpool? It's pretty grim up north. But uh, <laughs>
2: never
0: went Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I, I have. So you were really Liverpool. close by, Ian, and you never went to Liverpool?
2: It's full of Liverpudlians. Nah.
0: They must be funny, though.
2: Scouses.
5: Scouses Scousers. Scousers the reputation as being very, very funny, yeah. Yeah, they're very quick-witted. They are. Um, yeah. Um, what I will say about the film, um, the one that stands out for me in this film is actually Ringo. Ringo is yeah. is totally the star of the movie, really. He's bloody yeah.
1: hungover for half of us, isn't he? we like, <laughs> yeah. seen where he's wandering around like after the, that's it, yeah. After tra- after train tracks and sort yeah. of yeah. looking looking pretty pretty munted, is because yeah. he is pretty munted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'd be partying all night, and, and then we yeah, totally yeah. wants you to walk slowly and sadly. Uh, yeah, and he is. Yeah.
1: Hey, across the yeah. riverbed yeah. or the river? Yeah, or whatever, yeah, river. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right.
5: With the camera. He's yeah. going around taking um, his photos. Yeah. He looks like there he's going to
1: vo- bomb. He just looks like he's not not there.
0: <laughs> you get to see more of Lennon's wit, or actually quite cutting wit. God, he was a smart-ass. Oh, he was. And that, That's endearing.
5: <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I think, you know, all of them, in fact, they had the moment to shine. Even George, you know, the quiet one, he has this scene mm. in, like, uh, he... he, he goes into like the wrong office and it turns out it's like a fashion label or something and they think that he's going to be like the next big thing and they get worried because they've like just got their fashion line just ready to go and he's coming and it's like oh no it's a troublemaker mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the guy's like looking for his calendar and it's like oh no it's okay he's not due until it's not due until like next week it's okay we're all good sort of thing so <laughs> it's quite a sharp wit to, to the movie as well Um, and it's wonderfully directed yeah it's it's directed by Richard Lester um who previously previous to this had worked with like the Goons. um Mm. (laughs) so which kind of comes through a bit in this as well it's a film Mm. he did a short Mm. film called the running jumping standing still film um and that's basically what got him the gig um but there's a lot of like little things in that movie that that I think Paul and John really kind of latched on to and some of the scenes in this especially like the um yeah what is it what track is it um can't buy me love it's the bit where they're out in the field and they're just jumping around in the field and, and you know and it's like these really quick cuts and stuff And it was also regarded as like one of the first movies actually to kind of um have that kind of syncopate, where the where the, the cuts and the film the editing is actually cut to the beats of the music
4: oh uh-huh. right it was
5: it was yeah. one of the first films to ever do that that kind of yeah. thing um and, and richard lester yeah the director is, is absolutely kind of like you know he's he's kind of regarded well he became regarded as kind of like the the grandfather of mtv as a result of that because if you think about like, every music video since every promo video you know it's always cut to the beat now um and he did say at one point apparently uh, uh kind of jokingly um I wish I could have a paternity test for that. <laughs> I'd be a very rich man. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a stellar
1: track lineup, isn't it? It's
5: it does. Yeah, a it's, a, it's I mean, that album is a, is an amazing album.
0: And I agree. It is. It is one of my top five favorite Beatles records, and it's by by far my favorite of the early
5: years. Mm. I just love it to bits. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that tracklist thing, I mean, we've got obviously A Hard Day's Night, um, things like uh, All My Lovings on there, Can't Buy Me Love. All My, my Loving Lovings. All My Lovings on the one before. Yeah, we just nerded
0: out. Oh, name. sorry, there's a, there's a so bit of it in wrong. the
5: movie. There's a bit of it in the movie. Oh, yeah. oh right. There's a yeah, few yeah, of those okay. in there, yeah.
1: But If I Fell's in there, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. is yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's got to be some of the best harmonies Anything you know, three, it's the three of them, isn't it? And Ringo on the just, yeah, it's just doing a great nothing, thing.
2: yeah, pretty should much. Right? They're taking should, the we, mickey should, out of them, <laughs> aren't they? Should we, yeah. should we try it? Should we, if I give you, well, is that the one? You go. Yeah, yeah, you're doing awesome. it well, mate. Join in, boys. We'll triple <laughs> no. take that, yeah. No, you're good. and
0: it's got can't do that on it as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and oh what's I it got things we said see. things we said today. God, I love that song. Mm.
1: That you can't do that is such a groovy tune.
0: It is a yeah. Dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. yeah. yeah. So it, you know, is one is, of
0: my, it is one of my go to records if I'm feeling Happy a bit t- blue. Yeah, and definitely pick me up.
1: It and, it's a pick me yeah, up.
0: It is, I just love it.
2: So and that harmonica
1: um, at the start is just total hmm. Guys, you guys, just think, sorry.
2: You're so nerding out. You're nerding <laughs> out. Martin, Martin, Car- Martin carry on your review. Yeah, Martin, pull it Martin's back in, song. boys. Yeah, okay. um, stop, um, your love of, stop your love affair with the Beatles. So Martin. Fault.
5: <laughs> little known fact about the film, it actually features a, a really young uh, Phil Collins in the audience uh, at the no. end of it, where they're watching the gig. Um, and, yeah, absolutely. And later on, he actually did um, a documentary on the film, and he narrated it, and actually kind of pointed himself out in the crowd. Um, wow. A completely uncredited kind of thing, but he's in there. Yeah. Um, the other main character really in it is uh, uh, Wilfred Bramble, who played Steptoe and Steptoe and Son. The oh, old, uh, oh, the old. Geez. He was the dirty old man, the little yeah. dirty old man. And in this, he plays Paul's grandfather. And all the way through <laughs> the movie, they keep referring to him as being very clean. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, he's very clean, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> So it's, it's so
0: English. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised the Americans would have known what to do with that.
5: It, it um, is so very very English. Yeah, very much. Uh and it's really funny I was, I was reading some of like the production stuff about it later on and um the film was actually cut for the um the British board of film classification. They cut it to make it a U certificate in the UK. And the the phrase that they had to cut from the film was I'm, I'm hesitant to say this in the podcast in case we get in trouble. Get knotted. They said, wow. Get knotted. <laughs> and they had to cut that that out of the movie because otherwise it wasn't going to get its U rating. And that
2: would have been oh, like devastating. Wow. There you go. go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Other, to- other, bit right. of trivia. other bit of trivia from it before we move on. Make it Without quick. Without that film, we wouldn't have had the introduction of George and Paddy Boyd. Oh. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was acting as a girl on the on the, on the on train. On the, uh, yeah. on the train. Now, without Addy that boy. song, without that meeting, we would never have had something, and we would never have had Layla and a bunch of other songs. And
1: Eric would never
2: have had Patty. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but right. Josh did
5: get a guitar out of it, so it wasn't all.
2: <laughs> mm. David, yeah, you've so got just nine just, minutes. Hit it, bro. Minutes, what is your bro? review? yeah Mate, well, we're mover.
1: going we're going well so i went for a classic spaghetti western
2: oh who don't like a spaghetti western there was a few of them around in the 60s wow, wow. yeah mm-hmm. totally man oh yeah yeah <laughs> yep. oh absolutely
0: that's oh. it
1: all right yeah get that, flute that going that, man
0: is that the film that you're doing yeah, yeah i got absolutely full of
1: dollars man that was oh. that was yeah uh, you, you could well do a
0: that drinking was compared to the ugly same
1: thing same <laughs> thing mate that 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 fluke is in there first full of dollars came out in 64 um an early probably the earliest i think clint eastwood flick mm-hmm. um shot in spain uh a lot of it um and uh Quite a good movie. I watched it last night, guys. Um, first time I'd watched I'm a big western fan, so I, oh, are you? Yeah, I, I, I'm, hmm. I'm not well read on them, but I don't know if you've watched the series Deadwood,
2: yeah, uh, brilliant. Came
1: out, came out, yeah, came out in the early 2000s. Um, and uh, so I've, I must have watched that whole They only had three seasons, they didn't do the fourth season, but they did bring a movie out a couple of years ago to sort of finish it off um i've watched that half a dozen times um just love it to death and and so this is a similar sort of thing right it's quite sparse the whole the whole thing is shot in a small you know small cowboy town and i know martin you said yesterday that it's a bit slow for the first hour so i went in expecting that and i was quite pleasantly surprised because I, I thought it's slow but it's got tension no, yeah but it, but it
5: is a slow burner to get there. You have to kind of sit through it in order for that but when it but when it kicks off, it kicks off.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the plot was a little bit uh disjointed because you had a plot around a, a family with uh, a young family with um uh, a you know a young boy that's been separated from his mother and then you had a you had a plot around the two warring gangs in the town. And uh, Eastwood's brilliant. I mean, this is why he's so good. Mm. Interestingly, you know, I didn't realize he was still alive. The dude's like
2: 92. Is he? I thought he died. I I thought he died. No, no,
1: he is still alive. Funniest thing on his um, Wikipedia page, right? Children, at least eight.
2: (laughs) Wow. The swinging sixties. There's no stopping us now, babe. The
1: the man. When you're the man with no name, you also have children you don't know anything about.
2: So uh, he's a legend.
5: Did I fire six shots or (laughs)
2: 85? I certainly not firing any
1: blanks. No, no, indeed. What I liked about this movie is it was Mm. pretty um, uh, in your face. It was really uh, rough. Um, He gets beaten up quite badly towards the end and it's pretty real. Uh, You know, he gets done over and um, it takes, you know, it's probably 20 minutes or so of watching this poor guy sort of try and, you know, get himself back into a position where he can, can do anything it's it's pretty gritty and and in your face and uh and you kind of think this is they've done a really good job to shoot this on on what is a very low budget uh at the time can't remember what it was i think it's a couple hundred thousand us yeah um totally exceeded my expectations it was either going to be this or goldfinger um i chose this one because i caught up with my mate Jace on Sunday yesterday. He actually said this is probably one of the weaker ones, I think. Um,
2: but it got me thinking,
1: feel like a good Western. So put this one on. Dave, last night. I
2: never put you down as a broke back mountain kind of guy, man. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> 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 Haven't seen that yet. I oh. Haven't seen it. Haven't if seen you it. like if you like Westers, mate, just you've got to watch them all.
1: I do like the countryside. Like, you know, uh, we, I did the Man from Snowy River a while ago. Mm, yeah, too. I did yeah. I like, did. like that sort of that kind of scenery. It's just, and I've visited a few places like that myself um, over the years. And I, I prefer that than sort of the urban setup. And I think there's just something. Have very... you ever seen
2: a cactus like a real one? No. Has anyone ever seen a cactus like a proper one?
0: What what, what, in in its natural habitat? A big big one, yeah, Yeah, a big one, not a little jar. Yeah, big ones, but not in it, you know, not in its natural habitat of the desert.
2: no, yeah, that would be quite interesting to see, wouldn't it? Maybe,
1: yeah, Palmer's Garden World, they have them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you go in there with your cowboy hat on and a little toy gun? (laughs) The
5: spurs. this is
2: what the whistle, whistle going, and Uh, your kids behind you do.
5: So that, that, uh, that,
0: that whole fistful of, um, what was it called? Fistful of... full of dollars. dollars. <laughs> yeah. of, what, what's it called? Fistful of dollars.
2: Fistful mate. of cactus. Fistful of
0: dollars, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's, that's been used lots of times, eh? Fistful of something,
1: isn't it?
5: Yeah, well, there's, there's a fistful of dynamite as well. It's, it's one? Uh, there's a yeah, whole Spaghetti
1: yeah. Western trilogy <laughs> yeah. thing going ah. on here, right? And the
5: good so, yeah. good like, bad and the ugly is like the last one, right? That's the yeah, third one. Right, yeah.
1: Okay. I watched
0: this really no, cool film called Fistful of Do- uh, Fistful of Quarters, um, King of Kong. And that is amazing.
3: Oh.
0: Um, but that's that's for another show probably. <laughs> okay. it, yeah,
4: such well, no, a Donkey Kong movie.
2: Yes, yeah, let's 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 not movie. diverse. Let's not yeah, diverse, it boys. Was Donkey Kong movie. Come on, on, Ian, bring it <laughs> back. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to rein it in. I got the fun year, right? I got the fun <laughs> year. I've got to got to look after three kids on the show. Here's a little fun fact for you all. Okay, uh, just a, just a rapid fire. Let's go around. All right. 1964. Now, Dizzy Gillespie, the famous trumpet player. Uh-huh. He he ran for president. Did you know that? No. He ran oh. for president. And he he would he's going to promise to name rename the White House the Blue House. Now right. rapid fire: yes or no? Way cooler? Not cooler? No. Blue
1: House. I don't
2: know. No. It's, it's just... No, I see Smiths yeah. when I think
1: that. No. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> At least it wasn't the greenhouse.
2: Oh. No. No. oh. No. <laughs> And that's French over green, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
4: well, that I think there was good.
2: a we had a, had a red house with probably Hendrix had a red house, didn't he? oh yeah yeah,
0: life yeah. probably would have been better if it would if he won and turned it into the greenhouse, probably wouldn't have had so many bloody foreign policy problems, sorry, <laughs> American, been.
2: and actually, speaking of green and nineteen sixty four the the most popular color in fashion was lime green
0: oh yes the i like lime green miniskirts
2: yeah well there's nothing wrong with a miniskirt with the beehive hairdo and the kinky boots <laughs> damn what were those boots called those kinky boots dinky boots kinky 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 oh kinky boots yeah yeah they're made
1: for walking they were
0: made for walking
1: those boots <laughs>
2: that's
0: were made what they'll walking. just do <laughs>
2: Ah
1: Not one on of these, these days. days don't stop. <laughs> Walk all
2: over you. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed the first part there. Our ramblings trying to control these three children. It's uh have you noticed that we're a little bit more passionate about earlier years and later years? Oh hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, really, it? David? Really? <laughs> really David, really? Really, David? Uh, oh, read mate. A, uh, you
5: wouldn't get that past the BBFC either. No. <laughs> I,
2: I read a really cool thing with the uh, Joe Walsh saying that he had way more fun being 20 in the 70s than he is being 70 in the 20s.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So what? 1964, we are reviewing the latest mm-hmm. books, the latest books you can go and buy from the bookshop. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which I believe was written by Ian Fleming.
4: It was? Really?
2: Yeah. No way. Yeah. He had a, a sneaky side, didn't he? Uh, Top of the Pops did. first came on BBC.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah. Country singer Jim Reeves dies in a plane crash. Oh, no. Not, not so, so common. awesome. Yeah. Bill Bailey and Nicolas Cage are born. Yeah. Nice introduction to the world. And uh What's there's again? a whole lot of other stuff <laughs> I've written down here anyway, but I think we should just really get stuck into these album reviews, should we? Because did did you, I, you have a film? No, I, I was a bit like you, mate. I thought they were all rubbish, so I just didn't do it.
3: And you gave him <laughs> shit for that <laughs> earlier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's my review.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I love, yeah, love it. Oh, this could mean? be a reoccurring theme across many of the older years, eh?
2: I just, I struggle a bit with the, the, I would have done Hard Day's Night. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, but I struggle with the other stuff. But anyway, let's, albums, who, have we got any volunteers, boys, or should I allocate or what?
5: Well, being as you haven't done anything yet, maybe you should go first.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> a good idea. And I've probably chosen the stinkiest album as well, which really? didn't turn. Yeah, i i had a I had a few to go through, but I actually went with something a little bit different. So, uh, and maybe I should have stuck to my original, but uh, I decided to review.
0: What was your first choice, by the way? Now I, I need to know.
2: My first choice was BB King. Oh yeah. Live at the Regal, which I uh, should have done anyway. But anyway, uh, so yeah. I decided to go with an album called "Summer Song" by Chad and Jeremy. What have the ever, hell? Have you ever heard of them too? <laughs>
5: oh.
3: oh my
2: god!
0: Yes.
5: Yeah.
0: Yes. Martin's Chad. <laughs> Chad and Jeremy.
2: Chad and Jeremy. Chad and Jeremy are going to do a song for you now boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, On, the English, hey? On the way to Woodstock.
0: An English.
2: On the way to Woodstock. Ah, they're an English act and they're going to All sing right. you a song. So, uh Chad and Jeremy. Two guys, two guitars, two terrible hairdos. <laughs> and yeah, so they actually no, let me tell <laughs> you about them. Yes. Please. Yeah? So, uh they, had a, uh, they started off with a rock and roll band called The Jerks, which never got anywhere, really. Funny that. Um, then they were on a few TV shows, like The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Patsy Duke Show. And so they were, they were doing bits and bobs here and there, musically. And then they wrote a song called Summer Song, which became a hit, and actually became number seven in the US charts. And that got them on the way. So they were very famous over there and they ended up having a mass following in Japan and I think it might be Korea. Yeah, insane, right? <laughs>
3: this is insane.
2: <laughs> this is a hey, wonderful so, the, story. So, yeah. so, and the reason I chose it is because Summer Song, the one song, it's it's probably definitely one of my – Top ten favorite songs ever.
1: What the hell was the song?
2: Yeah, so it's a cool song. Um, it's a cool song. Dave's yeah, Dave's going to spin it for us now.
3: Trees swaying in the summer breeze, showing off their silver leaves as we walked by. Saw. Kisses on a summer's day Laughing all our cares away Just you and I Sweet Sleepy warmth of summer nights Gazing at the distant lights In the starry sky They say that Stand must
0: fall. But don't you know and, and you were giving me shit over Engelbert Humperdinck.
2: <laughs> yeah, but... Chad <Jet> and Jeremy. Chad <laughs> and Jeremy. Jud and Jeremy going to sing his song. So nice early 60s, be as you yeah. just heard, nice 60s sound. Uh... The reason I like it is because it's, it's just a beautiful song. It's uncomplicated. It's fun. It's sweet. It's vibrant. Oh.
0: Oh.
2: It's a bit like myself. Oh,
0: oh my gosh. It's beautiful. Yeah.
2: Now you want to go and listen to it, don't you?
0: Well, you know I am.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so my advice would be to, uh, to grab a martini and, and, and go and check it out. And uh, It's a lovely song. It's a really nice song to play on the guitar or on an instrument. It's got beautiful chords. It's got
5: right that sure. kind of Simon and garfunkel folk-y yeah. kind of vibe to it.
2: Yeah, mm. totally, man. And the Everly brothers are in there. The, the harmony's beautiful. Um, the other song that Dave's going to play now, song two, is called The Truth Often Hurts.
3: Can't give you love it's just not there or even say it's for you I really care your eyes I see begin to smart guess the truth of the
2: Thank you, and the reason I chose that song is because I don't really like it, but um, <laughs> I I just no better I just oh, I, better I, 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 I just think it's a, I just think it's a really good like example. Saying, just like saying,
5: I've just been to a restaurant and <laughs>
2: eaten
5: like you know a a, a chow mein. I don't like Chinese food really, you know. Yeah.
2: It's like that's pretty much how the whole album is for me, apart from that one song. But uh it's a good example of of people who are trying to sound like the Beatles. So I thought it was good to get that on there. Mm. Um they do play guitars, they play instruments. The album's just full of uh 60s sound really 60s kind of um you know when they used to sing with those weird really weird english accents you know and they and
5: they Well, st- that was the folk thing coming through right it was all yeah you know if you think of all the folk singers at that time and, and that yeah you know, they're all kind of hey nonny nonny and all of that yeah. kind of business so
2: yeah like there's a bit of that I coming on you. There. yeah they would say like you instead of you you know all uh, those kind uh, of yeah yeah oh, yeah you. From me to you.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> nice. You so it's not, full of all you that. You can't really this
5: knock that though, because like Bowie did that for his entire they career. T- right? <laughs> 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 ah,
0: very Bowie. It's a very English thing, isn't it? Wonderful. Bowie yes inside. So go and check out.
2: Go and check out um, Chad and Dave. Uh, sorry, Chad and Jeremy. Um, my advice <laughs> Chad, would be.
5: You were going to say Chad and Dave. <laughs>
2: I didn't say that. We're going to get a rewind. So so go and check them out. Probably just check out that one song because it's the only good song in the album. But, uh, you know, you could, the albums really, we're talking sixties here and it had all the elements, the harmonies, nice music, jingly jangly. It's stuff that you could probably put in a, on a TV sort of, 60s TV music, program music, you know, or in an elevator with brown wallpaper and lime green carpet.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. All about the beige. beige. So, thank you guys. Summer song. You know, you know you wanna, so go and do it. Chadwick Mm, will be all over it. Yeah. Thanks. Right, moving on. David, you look like you're ready to pop.
0: He's pissing, okay.
1: he's there. Okay, go David.
0: Okay. Go. I
2: right. think you're laughing at my choice. I don't
0: no,
1: quite know no, how to no. follow on from that. Um, pop, I, need well, a I bit hope you a
2: like moment. what you choose. I need yeah. a moment
1: to pull my, get
2: my, you know.
0: yeah, what, what have you chosen? Yeah,
1: mm. um, okay, so I had a massive music crush on this one. She's, um,
2: yeah, she's
1: old enough to be my grandmother, but however.
2: Not Kate um, Bush, she wasn't alive, was she? <laughs> <Kate>? Please no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Ian. Oh, oh. So <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> The Kate Bush of the sixties.
5: <laughs> dusty
1: oh, Springfield. Dusty.
5: Oh, Dusty. Dusty. Rah. Haunting. Haunting
1: motive. Husky. A voice, full of secrets and promises. Our Dusty, um, do you know who her name? Is her name was Mary Isabel Catherine Bernadette O'Brien,
5: <laughs>
1: also known know. as Dusty Springfield. Dusty's Mary, way easier. Oh look, yeah. I think she it's made the right decision choice. Yeah,
5: it's a great, like yeah, good it's good a great
1: oh,
0: name. Great showbiz name, Dusty Springfield.
1: Yeah, and so in 64 she puts out her debut album on both sides of the Atlantic. Um a girl called Dusty is mm-hmm. released into the in, in the UK in the early in the early 64. And um and that was the album that I started reviewing, but because uh the the lead track or the single I Only Wanna Be With You was put out um Uh, late 63 um, and it was a single it didn't make that album in the UK and I was like oh I really like that song it's a shame that's not on there (laughs) They did actually put it on there in in a, um, a late, well, a pretty recent reissue in the 1990s, I think. Mm. But um, I didn't have to look too far because over in the States in 64, they put out Stay A While, slash I Only Want To Be With You. Oh, what a stupid name for an album that is. They're but two songs. Mm. So this album's called Stay A While. Got a backslash and it says, I Only Want To Be With You. So that was the first Albums she released in the States later on in 64. And that one does have I Only Wanna Be With You, obviously. That's what it's called. And um Stay a While and Wishing and Hoping. Uh so yeah, two albums came out 64 on each on different on each side of the Atlantic. The I think the British one is um considered to be more legit, but a great album, either one. Um, my favorite tracks on them. Um, obviously I only wanna be with you. Um there's also a very very cool track on there uh it's a bit more it's a bit it's very dark and quite brooding um and it's called you don't own me and i'm going to play a little bit of that now She went, She later on went on to, to write some, or no, write but sing some amazing songs. Um, uh, you don't have to say you love me. Um, I just don't know what to do myself. And you probably remember she was on the Pit Shop Boys' late eighties hit. What have I done to deserve this?
5: And don't forget, son of a preacher
1: man. Oh, she oh, was man, son man. of yeah. And, and
0: don't and don't forget that whole album. Absolutely, um, Dusty, Dusty, Memphis, Dusty isn't Memphis is an insanely good album. Yeah. It is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It is by far this area era that David's talking about is kind of the sort of quite shouty type, dusty, and then you, oh, get, that, yeah. and then like you a, get that, and then you get that, then you get that going over to Memphis and doing that. Oh yeah,
2: always like that. Uh, in the cool of the evening, when everything is getting kind of groovy. Mm, 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 mm. Sp- spooky, is it? Spooky, spooky kind of love or something? It's yeah. Ah, mm. oh, just what I like. I would ah, oh, Dusty voice. That voice, is that voice the voice. Is. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It's awesome. Now, we're all I all in agreement
2: I'd, here. I just, you know, I would yeah. love to make love to someone. Listen to Dusty would be amazing, wouldn't it? Damn.
0: Got, got, you? Give give it a go.
2: Thanks, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> give it a go. Yeah, you're not not, not
2: <laughs> Can I do it on Wednesday? Well,
0: yeah, don't on, leave it. it. It depends when tap dancing night is because they'll remember. Or pottery they'll, night. Yeah, they'll
5: remember Dusty. Or tap dancing pottery <laughs> night. They'll,
1: don't they'll,
0: remember. Remember when
5: the,
1: they'll remember when the album came out, won't they? Lee? Yeah, man. Yeah, don't leave it to your bloody Clint Eastman stage, mate. Hurry, hurry get on with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, that was me,
1: Dusty. Uh, take your pick on the album. Um, oh. either one, they're both great. Came out in '64. Oh. Check them out.
2: Thanks, Dave. Yeah, she was amazing. Dusty had yeah. the voice, and uh, Brilliant. who, who, any idea who orchestrated her music because she has a lot of like, um, orchestral. Bits in there and stuff, mm, arranges. Yeah. Does she have the same crew most of the way through or does she chop and change with all that? No idea. No,
1: nah, she didn't. Kristen. Um you' absolute good call out, mate. On that um I only wanna be with you, there's a straight, there's a violin mm. section towards the end and it is phenomenally good. A lot of those songs. Yeah. Um totally. She had some really pro Musos, um, or writers her as own.
2: well, for sure, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the way
5: that I don't know if it's just because of the way that they were engineered back there, but orchestras always sound better on older songs. Like mm. if you think of it, stuff like Pet Sounds and, and you know, uh, and obviously the Beatles stuff, they just sound massive and they're just so immersive. And it just nowadays mm. it just seems like a backing thing, you know. It's always like it's almost like a pad on a synth or something. It just fills mm. the space. It doesn't well it could it could be that,
0: that could be the case.
2: Yeah, you are right have... though, it's a very different sound, isn't it? And maybe that is that the recording equipment the way they did it? Yeah. Who, yeah, maybe a combo. Analogue. Yeah.
0: Analog? A combo. Uh,
2: analog. Mm. analog. It's Martin magic carry analogue. Yeah, carry us on, Martin, with with, with your review there. What yeah.
5: So we've gone from, from Dusty uh to the Kinks. Nice. And the album is oh. kinks. Not the kinks, just kinks. Kinks. <laughs> um, yeah, so 1964, absolutely. Um, another album that re- was released um, differently in the UK than it was in the States. Um, in the States, it was released as You Really Got Me and oh. was missing three of the tracks um,
4: <laughs> that were on the
5: UK version. So, you know, there was some weird stuff going on between record companies across, across the yeah. ponds. Um, but yeah, um, it's an interesting album, this. Um, and I'm not sure about it, to be honest. There's bits of it I love today. Yeah. And there's some real stinkers on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> some real stinkers. Um, looking at you, bald-headed woman. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, my word. Um, yeah, it, it's an that's kind of interesting for me in that, you know, at the time it came out, um, it was definitely, definitely trying to kind of uh, cash in a bit on that um, Mersey beat kind of sound. It was definitely going for that Beatles and, and, and stuff, you know. But they were doing all the R&B covers that, that, like, the Stones were doing and the Yardbirds were doing, but they just weren't doing them as well. It just wasn't really... It didn't sound authentic mm-hmm. in the same ways you, you get with those, those other bands. But that said, you know, the two big songs really on the album were both written by Ray Davis, the, the, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is um, You Really Got Me, which still stands up for me as like one of the best, probably rock songs of all time, really. And it's only riff. It's an, an amazing sounding record when you put that on, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so often when you put like an older record on and you have to crank it, if you really want to get that vibe, that record just hits you in the face like from the first, oh, it, it, that riff is just really up front. It's brilliant.
2: I and- watched a program once on, on the history of heavy metal <laughs> and I've got a feeling it might have been the guy from Metallica, James. It might have been Megadeth, but was saying that the Davis Brothers, uh, the guitar player... Was he reckoned he was the guy that pretty much invented uh distortion heavy metal, and that was what you really got me uh, in the studio. Couldn't get the sound out of the amp he wanted, and with his frustration, kicked a hole through the mesh on his amp and perforated the speaker.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And that had no other amp, so they had to carry on. Now, I'm sure the story went something like that. But those guys, yeah, the sounds, the guitar sounds are just an insane, man. Who,
0: pro- who, who produced it? Was it that Shell Tommy? Uh,
5: do, 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 75 yeah, Shell Tommy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the go-to man there for a while, eh? And he mm. got drums sounding really good. He just mm. got a great, great production sound out of those bands
5: yeah um, yeah so let's play a bit of that now anyway you really got me. One a riff. What a great song. The other thing I love about that song is it falls in the same category for me as like Great Balls of Fire and then it's got that one chord solo. If you listen to the guitar solo and it's one chord down, dang, down, 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 over and over again, just like Great Balls of Fire is one chord on the piano high up. But you still get the attitude from it, you know, it, it mm. doesn't, it just goes to prove you don't mm. need to, be shredding away, you can get away with one chord and, you know. And I
2: thought it was written by Van Halen.
5: Well, yeah, right. I mean, Eddie was a huge <laughs> Kinks fan. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and the other big song on there for me is um Stop Your Sobbing, um, which most people probably know better from the Pretenders version, which came out like oh, late yeah. 70s or early 80s. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the Pretenders first single, actually. Um. Definitely a different vibe to it on on this, uh, but um, yeah, it's still it still cuts through. It's a great song. It's a cool Will song. You
3: just stop Stop solving now Yeah Stop it, stop it You gotta stop solving now It is Um,
5: a couple of interesting facts about this album is some of the session players that played on it, mm-hmm. um, the track Baldy Headed Woman, as I mentioned before, good name for a track, terrible song. Uh, featured a certain John Lord from Deep Purple on organ. Wow. Yeah. Um, and a certain young man named Jimmy Page played mm. uh, an acoustic 12-string on three of the songs on the album.
2: Wow. As well. yeah. wow. Um, it's, um,
5: yeah. It's, yeah, as I say, I think it's an interesting album because it's quite, you know, as opposed to like, some of the others that were coming out at the time of that Mersey beat kind of sound, although they were kind of like, you know, even the Beatles wrote, were kind of a bit rough and ready back then. This was like really kind of aggressive as an album, really. It's kind of very kind of in your face. And uh-huh. it, there's, there's a couple of reviews that I've been reading about it and stuff that have kind of really kind of credited it as the first punk album. And I kind of yeah. get that. Yeah, You know, it's there. Yeah, sure. The attitude is there. And... and um, you know, again, like with the covers, as I say, they're they're not the strongest, but they've got they've definitely got the attitude. It, it's all there.
2: Um, I think in sixty four they would have really, yeah, they would have really shaken the parents up of the of the day. Right, they'd be like, "You're not listening to that. Turn that down." Absolutely. What is that noise? You know.
5: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. know, and I think it's uh, it's interesting when you sort of look at like where they went from that album. I think that's the more interesting perspective of it really, because as soon as you get onto the second album, suddenly the hits start coming mm-hmm. thick and fast, um, that are like, you know, written by by Ray. Um it's it's like chalk and cheese. So this is definitely like them cutting their teeth a little bit on this debut. Um but the the signs were starting to come through on, as I say on those those self penned uh, tracks on the album, definitely the strongest ones.
0: They are probably one of the most underrated bands from the sixties. I think.
5: Oh, I think so, but also probably one of the most influential. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you, as you say, like you listen to it, you go check out any of those interviews or any of those rockers and stuff from like you know the seventies and stuff. They all, mm. all say the Kinks, all of them, just as like they would, they would put the Who in that category. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're just one of those bands, yeah.
0: Um, and brilliant. I mean, when you listen to oh it the debt that blur have have to pay in some ways to raise um, English as you know these very English albums, you know from things like um, you know the Village Green Preservation Society, yeah. which has been and all
5: of that stuff yeah. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: it's all very, very British and mm-hmm. um, that's what makes it so good. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Something so else by done. the kinks. What a record. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. my
5: choice. There you go. Kinks.
2: Good choice. <laughs> kinks. Well done. Thank you, Martin. Moving I've got on. I have gotta say, I just
5: gotta say, yep. like, you're sat there at the moment with like Ian with like your hoodie up and you got your hoodie <laughs> on and from this angle you kinda of look like Brian Jones from the Stones around about 62, 63. <laughs> you just got this cool bowl cut thing going on. <laughs>
2: My bowl cut here. <laughs> was, yeah, thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I take, take it as a compliment. I oh, you. are
0: yeah. post, post-COVID. Um, time.
2: I'm doing all right. Glenn, finish us off. What have you got? You got something? I'm looking forward to this one. Head
0: yeah, in. absolutely. Um, I've got the, uh, the late, great Otis Redding. Um, and uh, I'm a bit of a fan of um, classic soul and so yeah and um he had been a fan of um otis for quite some time um gosh if we had to do 65 oh my gosh what to choose would be the problem um but this one i i I have weighted up um um against um Sam Cooke's album from the same year as well, ain't there, good times and um,
2: I think he I died in 64, didn't he, Sam Cooke? Yeah,
0: yeah he was murdered, yeah. He was murdered, that's right Yeah, yeah. he set up and murdered, which was pretty awful really, and yes. that had a huge impact on the black music community um, and he, he had that amazing song um, oh, cracky what's it called now uh, Change is Gonna Come and, yes. you know, it's all about civil rights, et cetera. And so it became his anthem. And um, he was on it, in, in a new path as well. I mean, when you listen to that Sam Cooke album, half of it is the new style where he was going. And half of it still had the orchestral sort of big score to it as well in the second half. But where he was getting influence was a younger fella called Otis Redding. Um and Otis had really started to find something fantastic um, with Stack Records, Stacks, Stack, Stack um, and Atlantic Records. So really um, you know, they they personified that Memphis sound. And Otis blended, you know, his. Baptist upbringing and you know that preacher soul singer that, that you know that preacher gospel singer along with the hits of um you know um little Richard and the influence of that um and then you've got it's sort of for me when I listen to it it feels what what kind of the next evolution of the blues um the same themes are all there from the blues music but now it's it's evolving into something else. Um, And, you know, to be fair, you could blame a lot on um, the soul music because it did lead to some people overdoing it and over singing. Um, And yeah, but on the whole, the the production style is on this album that I've chosen, which is called Pain in My Heart. Um, And we might as well hear the single Pain in My Heart now.
6: Pain in my heart treating me cold where can my baby be lord no one knows Pain in my heart just won't let me sleep where can my baby be to come back, come back, come back baby. I've
0: that's pain in my heart by otis Redding, uh, first track of his debut album um, and the album is you know it doesn't have the lush strings but what it does have is that fantastic drum I don't know, maybe a reasonably simple kit, I mean Martin and Ian and David, you could probably steer me on that one um, and the horns, it's got those classic horns and we've talked about this before about, you know, if you're going to use horns you've got to do it properly and maybe that's what happened back in the day, you got some great players and you've got that in there, you don't go to a patch on your synth and go I need some horns. Was it like the go.
5: Muscle, muscle Shoals?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think so. And they, he ended up also getting backing by MG um, Booker T and the MGs. And we all know how damn good they are. Mm. Just so so awesome. Um, and this is really sort of lays the groundwork, for this album, um, of what that Otis style is. And that sort of big emotive singing. Um, he's starting to find his craft as a songwriter as well. Um, so the first one was, you know, there's a bunch of standards in here. Um, How old also, was he
2: when he did this album?
0: Oh, gosh. <clears throat> he died when he was 26. And he would have been only about 23, 24. Yeah, the voice so down, young, the voice, man. Eh? And the voice sounds so old. Um, and it's an amazing voice. It mm-hmm. really is, um, especially when he winds up. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, um, yeah, quite brilliant. The second song I've chosen for tonight is one of his own ones called "Security," and this is it here. So there's a mix of um upbeat sort of sort of soul songs, and then there's those sort of like pain in my heart, you know, the whole world is crashing around me. It's kind of like the different, you know, there's fast blues and slow blues, etc. Um, but managing to wrap up all of those sort of styles that I talked about before and then packaging it on stage with that sort of that whole, you know, sudden soul element. And he came from, you know, poor background in Georgia. And I think he's got eight brothers and sisters. And um, but he was always the star. He always wanted to be up front. And um he certainly was. And um yeah, so this album got a little bit of attention from white audiences, not so much, mostly black audiences. Um, and um over time um, he became a superstar particularly in Europe first and then after he did um the Monterey Pop Festival his career was just like boom and then unfortunately cut down by that bloody plane crash another plane crash Mm -hmm. um so in a way it's kind of like when the music died almost all over again Mm. um so yeah I've yeah, very fond of Otis Redding and the, the collection of songs that he put together, and he became quite a phenomenally good songwriter as well. Um, going back to our favourite four boys from Liverpool, they were in awe of the guy. Um, when him and his band first got to uh, London, they sent out a, a limo for him and his band um, to bring him into town and all the rest of it. So uh, certainly um, that influence that we heard before of how impressive those American acts were was certainly well loved by um everyone in and Britain. Um yeah I don't know if you guys have listened to much um Otis Reading.
2: Um, Otis um <coughs> only the hits really. Yeah. never yeah, got into can, his yeah. yeah never got into his albums too much. Not never yeah. been too much into soul to be honest. It's like Yeah I don't
0: yeah, know yeah, why I'm, I'm into take it. it. Yeah, yeah I don't know why I'm in it. I, I just really sort of do it. There
2: was a um, massive Northern Soul thing in Yorkshire. Yeah, a massive yeah. Northern Soul nights, you know, yeah. uh, which is cool. Good night, yeah. Good nights.
0: Yeah, I just for some reason I really sort of I don't know something latch onto. Maybe it's the, the I can't the, explain there's why.
2: A, there's a
5: track I, I'll, I, you guys should definitely check out. Um, so a couple of years ago, I got a Solomon Burke great Hits
2: album. <laughs> Who's awesome?
5: who is phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the last track on the album, I think, um, which I'd never heard of before, he actually got a group together called The Soul Clan. And it was Solomon Burke, Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, Don Covey, and Joe Tex, um, all pretty phenomenal singers. um, And they did a track called Soul Meeting. it's an absolute gem of a track um it's got this funky guitar thing going on in it and they all just kind of like let rip and they basically go around you know it's like hey joe who's that coming through the door oh it's wilson hey wilson what's going on let me tell you (laughs) You guys and it it just kind of kicks up and it builds and builds and builds um it's 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 just this groovy little track i always thought if if i ever became a dj which i never will but if I ever did, that would be one of the tracks I'd put on to kind of let just get the place bumping.
6: Is Arthur here? Yeah. Is Joe here? Yeah. yeah. Where's Solomon? Right here. I see Don coming in now, man. Come on in the door Don. And here comes Benny with it. Benny, Benny, Key, come on. Hey. hey, man, Joe packing up his bags, man. Where you going, Joe? I'm going back to Baton Rouge, man. I thought you had a good thing going, ain't man. You got nothing going on to be in New York, man. This is, huh. up, yeah. Mm. much too high, And I'm just planning. Make enough money trying to get back Listen, I can't see uh, Paying all of my rent For a room that's got a room and a bed Listen, leave me alone Cause I'm beat, though. I know down in that room uh, I can skip skip anything oh, Benny King, what you doing? Look here, man, I like to go But let me tell you one thing Listen, Joe
2: How much soul can you get in one room oh yeah
0: yeah yeah, and i think you know what that's that next step which came not long after that was that move from soul to funk mm-hmm. um and and it's it, it quite an important step really um in terms of so much of the music that we um love and in you've you've Previously chosen, a, a, what a funk artist! Day. Eh? What was the name of that Italian guy? Eh?
2: Oh the yeah, Gino Socio. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I love all. Fun- I love funk stuff. Yeah, I struggle with soul, but funk. Yeah, but it's all important, and all those, all those things that we have are important, aren't they? All those genres and styles, and even the even the trashy songs, you know, of the sixties. People can remake them and and turn them into their own which is kind of cool as well. Mm. Yeah. But, I, think um, it, I think it goes back yeah. to the
0: production. I, I just really love that, that stacks mm. sound.
2: It's just fab. Classic, classic sound.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That classic soul sound. Mm. And I mean, you look at, um, if we get to do Amy Winehouse's back and black album, um, mm. or back to black and that it's got the Dap Kings on it. And, you know, if you listen to the Dap Kings, um, uh, which is Sharon Jones and the Deep Kings. I mean, it's just exactly that. It's got that classic soul sound to it, which mm. was just wonderful.
2: Well, thank you, boys, and uh, thank you, listeners. It's been a wonderful evening delving deep into nineteen sixty four, which uh, was very easy for all of us. We could, apart from the movies, we could have um, yeah. we could we could have really yeah gone on forever, I suppose, with that one. But um, the show is, is closing towards the end, so thanks, listeners.